Hello everybody, my name is Sayed Moan, and this is Ron's Guide to Talk for Wednesday, 19th of January, 2022. In today's episode, Microsoft buys Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. The Exynos 2200 is here, plus we got rumors and leaks on some new phones, and yeah, uh, much, much more really. So without further ado, let's get rolling, shall we? First up, Microsoft is buying Activision Blizzard, the iconic developer behind Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, and Candy Crush for $68.7 billion at a price of roughly $95 per share. This is a deal that no one, nobody saw coming in a way. It gives Xbox an upper hand over PlayStation in a way. According to the Redmond tech giant, this acquisition will excite the growth in Microsoft's gaming business across mobile, PC, console, and cloud and will provide building blocks for the metaverse. That last point is pretty interesting and we'll get to it down the road. If the deal goes through, it'll make Microsoft the third largest gaming company out there by revenue behind Tencent and Sony. Interestingly enough, it is Microsoft's biggest acquisition ever. You're probably wondering why Microsoft is buying up Activision Blizzard. Firstly, it will boost Xbox Game Pass with many of Activision Blizzard's titles becoming available on Game Pass uh, pretty much and again, it'll boost the appeal you could say of xbox game pass being an all-in-one destination for top AAA titles for again for well-beloved uh franchises in a way aside from halo and forza you'll have you know call of duty and spyro and all that uh on game pass so it'll make it a unique destination in a way second it will help xbox strengthen and grow its presence in mobile gaming now if you kind of don't understand it microsoft's been a bit of a laggard with smartphones in general and especially with xbox they haven't figured out mobile gaming now you can stream xbox games from the cloud and from your xbox one in series x and s console to the xbox app on your phone if you can but they haven't really pursued mobile gaming it's, it's not really worked and a few mobile games they've created it's not again it's not really it's not blown up in the way they've hoped but Activision Blizzard, on the other hand, owns King, which makes the Candy Crush Saga series hugely popular title, brings in lots of money for King's, for the developer, King, which is owned by Activision Blizzard. And at the same time, they also own, uh, they also publish and own titles like Call of Duty Mobile, which is done with Tencent. And so they figured the, the model with mobile gaming. And so with Xbox sort of uh, owning a studio that has worked, in mobile gaming they can they can sort of make some they could make some moves into mobile gaming hopefully and again uh, establish their base and hopefully uh you know have a presence in the mobile gaming market which is kind of crucial because you have players like c and tencent who are absolutely leading the market uh, by square kilometer so uh, again uh, this will sort of imp st strengthen uh, their position of mobile gaming and finally there's the whole metaverse thing which obviously is kind of trending you could say microsoft wants to lead the metaverse that's obvious from a productivity standpoint and from from gaming and all they need a triple a studio that's pretty much capable of creating hit open world games in a way which can then serve you could say translate to unique metaverse ex offerings um, and experiences you can only get in the metaverse and I probably found such an entity in Activision Blizzard uh, Overall, this is a power move for Xbox and Microsoft in a way and I and again um, uh, Sony should take some notes now. I think Sony should go back and look at their first party uh, you know uh, Studio library. I'm sure that 
they're not really worried. They need to pump out more games, obviously. The studios, you know, it doesn't matter if you actually own the studios. You need those entities you own to create, those first and second party studios to create games that people will play and will buy consoles. So, again, it's a bit of a power move if you look at the bigger picture, in a way. So, also, I kind of forgot this right in the show notes, but also... Microsoft buying uh, Activision Blizzard is also a bit of a big deal, you could say, given what's been happening with the with the gaming giant uh, Activ- by itself, Activision, which has essentially suffered a slew of lawsuits from uh, from its employees alleging workplace uh, discrimination and sexual harassment allegations and their treatment of minorities and women and. The Xbox gaming division itself is, again, quite an open and diverse place, given that probably over half of its gaming board, so half of Xbox's sort of board of executives are women, basically. So this is a pretty big move. And again, it's a bit ironic that uh, that Activision Blizzard, which used to be a king, which used to be a leader, uh, used to be a leading publisher, uh, fell out of grace pretty quickly to the point that Microsoft decided to buy them out for for over 70 billion dollars at this point um so you know it's it's crazy how things can change overnight and um and again i mean um this is a studio that again has been facing harassment allegations of having a, a quite a, a quite an unwelcoming workplace you could say for female employees because you know we need more women in gaming obviously but if you don't give them the workplace environment if it's going to be a bro culture, then it's a little problematic, uh, to say the least. Um, again, it, it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother, you know, it's, uh, again, they've become infamous for uh, for all the for all these issues they've had with their workplace culture. It's good to see that Microsoft has bought them out um, for a lot of money, obviously, for a hefty premium in a way. Um, the current CEO of Activision Blizzard, again, has become a bit of an infamous figure. Bobby Kotek, he will stick, so probably stick around at Activision Blizzard, but apparently uh, the company itself will report to Xbox's chief boss, Phil Spencer, uh, an absolute legend if you ask me, he's probably saved, he's turned around the Xbox brand into something bigger than itself, um, in a way, and um, and really the, the buck will absolutely stop at Phil Spencer, and I think that's pretty good, and again, if you look at it in the bigger picture, Given what, what Activision Blizzard has gone through, given what's going in the gaming industry right now, shortages, Game Pass, Metaverse, streaming, you know, the whole, the bigger picture. This is a power move for uh, for the folks at Xbox. So if you're an Xbox fanboy, definitely should be happy. Uh, but just regardless, it's it's a pretty, it's again, it's a, it's a power move, nonetheless. After a slight delay or two, Samsung has finally shown off the XNS 2200, its latest premium high-end processor, you could say, Featuring the latest ARM cores and AMD RDNA2 graphics, the first mobile chip kind, if you could say, that that can do RDNA2-based graphics, which is interesting. The XNS 2200 is built on a 4 nanometer process with 8 ARM V9 core CPU cores, consisting of a single Cortex-X2 core, 3 balanced Cortex-A710 cores, and 4 efficient Cortex-A510 cores, in a way. Uh, al- along with that, you've got a dual-core NPU AI engine. As for GPU, which is one of the unique selling points of this processor, you have the X- Eclipse 
it's Eclipse, but it's actually Eclipse, you can pronounce it this way. The Eclipse 920, which is based on AMD's RDNA 2 architecture, being features like hardware accelerated ray tracing and variable rate shading to the smartphone for the first time, which is pretty cool uh, nonetheless. For the image signal processor uh, inside the Exynos 2200, it can support up to 200 megapixel sensors in single camera mode, along with support for 108 megapixel at 30 frames per second in single camera mode, and 64 and 36 megapixel cameras at 30 frames a second in dual camera mode, so you can get a live view at that resolution, so it's pretty cool. Along with that, you can also connect up to seven sensors in Exynos 2200 in its image signaling processor, along with running four sensors at once. For video recording, you can record in 4K HDR 8K. The Exynos 2200 can also support, along with all these functions, HDR 10 plus displays, 144Hz refresh rate displays, sub 6 GHz slash millimeter wave 5G, integrated secure element, memory tagging extension, and much, much more. So it's it's a pretty fascinating little processor, uh, and it's pretty fast for what it is. Um, now, you've heard all of the features and performance in the Exynos 2200. Uh, you're probably now wondering, when can we get all that power? We know that the non-US slash EU variant of the Galaxy S22 series, the S22 phones that will not be available, uh, that are not sold in the US or in Europe to an extent, uh, will be getting the Exynos 2200 chip. We don't know how this processor will fare in day-to-day -day tasks, so we'll have to wait for the S22 to find out in a way. So, pretty cool, uh, nonetheless. And speaking of the S22 series, uh, obviously the Galaxy S22 is obviously going to come out um, next month, kind of, almost. It's, it's, it's upon us, basically. We've gotten leaked designs of the S22 Ultra. Uh, we know a whole lot about the S22 itself, but the S22 Ultra, we've gotten more, more, uh, much more scoops about the S22 Ultra, in a way. Thanks to uh, My Smart Price and Ishana Gravel for this scoop, you could say. For starters, uh, the S22 Ultra, it's got a flat, boxy design, almost like a Galaxy Note. Confirming most folks' suspicions that the S22 Ultra is basically the spiritual successor to the Galaxy Note, in a way. The S22 Ultra will support Yes Pen. Now, the S21 Ultra did that too. No big deal, Moan. What's the fuss in that? Oh, uh, I kind of forgotten to mention this. Uh, it'll also, along with that, along with the support, you'll have, uh, there'll also be a port uh, for the S Pen, like on the Galaxy Note usually. Uh, so the S22 Ultra will have an S Pen slot, uh, just like the Galaxy Note. So that's pretty fascinating, regardless. It'll have a latency of about eight, two point eight milliseconds. So that's pretty cool. The S22 Ultra will have a 108 megapixel main camera, a 12 megapixel ultra wide camera, along with two 10 megapixel telephoto cameras. With uh, and two of these telephoto cameras come with different zoom lengths. So one is, I think, 10x zoom and one is 7x zoom. So should all combine to give you like much further zoom range, technically. The phone comes in four colors, based on the leaks we've seen, the leaked designs. Uh, black, white, rose gold, and um, light green, or Samsung's version of light green. Uh, there's got to be a name for it, um, interestingly. But yeah, uh, pretty interesting, uh, in a way. But the fact that the S22 Ultra will come with, an, with the S Pen is honestly a bit of a surprise. I think this is something that no one saw coming. I'm, I'm sure even the leakers were surprised that this that S Pen support uh, will be on this phone. But uh, again, it will come with the S Pen. So 
again, it's a it's a bit of a surprise if you ask me. Laker Yogesh Barar uh, tw has tweeted about OnePlus's launch roadmap for its upcoming devices in 2022. According to him in his tweet here, uh, the Nord CE2 uh, will launch in February for the Indian market with the Nord N20 launching in Europe. There's no information about when the CE2 will launch for uh, the rest of the world, kind of, you could say. Uh, but, um, but it should be down the road, in a way. Uh, the following month, in March, then, after the Nord N20 launch uh, in late February, probably, um, in March, the OnePlus 10 Pro will launch worldwide, which isn't really surprising, but I would say it's a whole month or two earlier than usual. So, again, probably, probably trying to squeeze it before the end of Q1, in a way. Uh, in April, OnePlus will roll out Android 12 with a unified OS, which apparently is going to be, uh, which is the blending, the whole blending Oxygen OS and Oppo's ColorOS part that they announced last year when uh, OnePlus tied up with Oppo. And obviously OnePlus is now pushing more sales in China, obviously integrating Oppo's UI and all. They've done that in China already. It, OnePlus phones do come with ColorOS, but globally speaking, uh, it, it'll come with a blended operating system, a, a skin of Android. So that's actually going to be coming in April. So that's interesting. And um, weirdly enough, smart TVs and wireless audio gear, including a wireless neckband earbuds and wireless earbuds will launch in between the new phone launches. So that's a pretty interesting scoop, if you ask me. Uh, and then we got another leak in a way. The Oppo Find X5 Pro has been leaked. Uh, a user by the name Andy001231 on Cool APK. Basically, some user on Cool APK posted two photos of the Find X5 Pro along with its specs, um, which was again translated from Chinese. Firstly, from the pictures, it, it's got a similar design to the Oppo Reno and the Find X3 series that Oppo obviously offers, uh, which has a kind of similar design with the camera bump, sort of being uh, with, where essentially the camera hump is there, but it's kind of sloped, so it's not it, you, the phone is not bouncing around, or you don't when you push the phone at an edge, it's not tapping. I don't know how to describe it with the power of audio, but that's basically it won't. Uh, how do you say it? It won't tap around as as hard if um, if there's no fat camera bump. There's no bump. It's it's quite smooth. You know it. It, it it's it's smooth in a way but um as for the specs it's got the snapdragon 8 gen 1 we knew this all along the fine x5 series the regular and the pro probably will be coming at the 8 gen 1 that was that's for sure uh the pro will have 120 hertz 1440p ltpo 2.0 display that's really written in the post a 32 megapixel imx 709 it didn't mention what where it will be the rear or the front. I'm guessing it's the front camera, so that's interesting. Uh, but on the rear, on the back, basically, you have a 50 megapixel IMX 766 sensor with OIS, a 50 megapixel equally, uh, same sensor, but that's for ultra wide, so ultra wide angle lens on that one, and a 13 megapixel sensor. I'm probably guessing it's for telephoto capabilities. There's a 5000 mAh battery with 80 watt. Fa wired fast charging and 50 watt wireless fast charging this is a very fast phone and this is oppo's best of the best so again not surprising what we're coming with here um in a way but one thing i did kind of see which was very interesting in a way 
and that was at the back if you noticed along with the the design on the corner where you usually have the Oppo branding there was Hasselblad next to it so there's also Hasselblad branding on the back of the phone uh, which was strange you know OnePlus has not really worked with a major camera brand not even Leica um, to again create a high-end phone in a way so it's pretty interesting um, I'm, I'm guessing there's a collaboration in coming with the iconic camera brand uh, but yeah is an interesting flagship we don't know when this will launch but i'm kind of guessing it'll be by march most likely probably around when the oneplus 10 pro launches or probably before it you know but the timing will be such that you, they're gonna try to position it against the s22 uh, from samsung in a way you know so there's the s22 ultra and then there's this fine x5 pro that you definitely have to check out so i'm sure they're gonna position it when the s22 comes out so uh, who knows it's basically oppo's high-end trojan horse in a way so so uh, but it's coming really soon but you know what's also coming pretty pretty soon the redmi note 11 global variant there's already there's already a china variant and the one of the china variant phones has already come into india's the 11 something i think the 11i i believe uh, i'll have to get my facts right on that one uh, but um, the global variant is yet to be launched. We kind of do know that it's going to be coming. We don't know the specs really, but um, it is going to be coming with lots of features. And uh, and the base spec Redmi Note 11 could be 250 euros starting price. But now Xiaomi has announced that they're launching the Redmi Note 11 series in Europe on January 26th, basically next week, which is a good thing in a way. Um, now exactly don't know how many models but they've mentioned in the tweet series so i'm probably guessing there's going to be the pro the the s and the regular node 11 so node 11 node 11 pro and note 11 s show me does tend to release several variants of the redmi uh note series phones so um so they're going to announce the main node 11 node 11 pro on january 26th uh, so yeah it's a pretty good thing uh in a way as I kind of mentioned on the previous episode, we've kind of moved from doing uh, this show uh, twice a week to basically just once a week every Wednesday. So, um, so I just want to kind of kind of remind you, uh, we won't have another episode on Monday, but we're we're pretty much Wednesdays only from this point. It's kind of hard to do podcasts in a way, uh, and as and personally in my own life, there's a lot going on. My studies is taking most of my time, you could say in a way. So uh, yeah, so. If you kind of if you feel like you're missing a Monday episode, I'm very sorry, but um, but um, down the road we'll do so, we'll we'll figure it. we'll figure out something to compensate for the fact that we don't have a we don't do twice we don't do an episode twice a week. Um, who knows? I again also I've been thinking of doing another style of podcast where I'm kind of talk to uh, familiar personalities and again uh, to. Uh, entrepreneurs and all that kind of stuff. I, I've been thinking about it really. I've not really put it down to plan. It's going to be a lot of work, and I really want a proper professional setup before this kind of before this uh, before it um, bef- before we can do it. Sort of, you know. So we're kind of legitimate, but um, but yeah, we're kind of um, we're trying, and and you know it's hard to do podcasts. I read a report in Bloomberg. 
the other day sort of that it's kind of lamenting you could say or they're reporting on how vast majority of podcasts are not really are not don't blow up or become popular they don't suddenly become trending if you're lucky enough they probably get a mention on the best of the best you know episodes you gotta actually listen to like if it's on apple podcasts or even on spotify it might get mentioned in a playlist or two but discoverability is very hard with podcasts compared to uh compared to uh say tiktok probably uh or to youtube where if you upload and got the right algorithm you got the right hashtags or i don't know the right tags or you've uploaded the right time or if it's relevant enough and people find it the algorithm serves it you don't have any of that with podcasts it's it's hard to break out into a hit um you know uh the, they've made a point that some of the most popular podcasts that are out there are the kind of shows that are not suddenly they were not recently made that were popular and um it takes a lot of effort word of mouth um a lot of articles you know people find it through articles uh you know the friends sharing it or even apple or spotify at the very least if they have recommendation options or recommendations in the in the app that the, it's fed to them and people follow through that then they get then they get this, uh, then again then they discover so discoverability is pretty hard and uh, one thing i'd probably honestly say is if you already are listening thank you so much obviously that it, it means a lot um if you want more people to listen to it, I'd simply recommend share it on your social media, share it to your friends and family on on WhatsApp, forward forward the link to listen to the show. Anything to do would definitely help because it's very hard and um, and honestly, I love talking all day long. I'd happily talk for twenty four hours. I'd happily, I mean, uh, if somebody can give me a a a a, a call in talk show, I'd definitely do one four nights a week, uh, four four hours a night. I'd happily do I'd, I'd happily do a live radio show where I could talk to people on the phone five nights a week. I'd definitely do that. And if they pay me a million billion dollars, they pay me a million dollars, then I'll definitely do it. I love talking. I mean, I mean, it, it um, it's come from my obsession of talking to myself a lot. And I thought this is a little bit productive that if if I uh, shared my thoughts, uh, share how I feel. Uh, you know, uh, talk about what's going on, talk with others, you know, it'd be a bit useful. But yeah, it, it, as I said, uh, long st- I, mean, I digress, but basically it's hard to break out as a podcast if you're doing it as a solo like myself with not much going on. And and uh, again, you're no Paris Hilton or, or uh, Jack Shepard uh, or you're no Dax Shepard or, um, or Paris Hilton that Basically, your star power will make you popular. You're just a nobody, kind of, and trying to be a somebody. So it's, it's hard. So yeah, um, all the support uh, that you can give, uh, sharing this show, uh, telling your friends about it, really, uh, recommending it on social media, posting about it on TikTok, on YouTube, anywhere, really. Uh, your support definitely means a lot. And uh, again, appreciate uh, your support. And uh, again, it's, it's not easy if you think about it but yeah this brings us to the to the end of today's episode sorry i kind of had to go into a bit of a little bit of a long rant about how hard it is to just do podcasts because it's you know it's 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 not easy uh, but yeah uh, what do you think of everything you've heard today let me know i'm on instagram twitter and tiktok at say underscore my own 99 follow me there if you can uh, all that information is in the show notes too so if you missed it check the show notes 
Uh, you'll find my handle over there too. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening right now so you don't miss another episode. Well, that being said, this is your boy signing out. Till next week, take care, stay safe wherever you are, wherever you're up to. And uh, yeah, have a wonderful day, have a wonderful weekend. And yeah, uh, thank you for listening. Ciao.